You are listening to a podcast of Risen Savior Lutheran Church in Chula Vista, California. Growing in faith, living in hope, serving in love, all to the glory of God. Permit me tonight to take you back in time 100 years. Year is 1914. The day is December 24th, and it's World War I, and the fighting between the British and German troops is fierce. It's brutal. It's bloody. It's deadly and unforgiving. But then something incredible happened 100 years ago tonight. The bombing went and slowed down a little bit, and before you knew it, the British soldiers listened closely and they could hear the German soldiers across the trenches singing Christmas carols. And so in response, the British soldiers sang some Christmas carols of their own. This is a historical event. It happened 100 years ago tonight. Pretty soon, the British and German soldiers' enemies started passing along greetings. And then the next thing that happened is a few of the enemy soldiers went into no man's land and started personally greeting one another. All this 100 years ago this evening. They started exchanging some Christmas gifts, whatever they could find, I suppose. As they were doing that, they did see the results of war all around them, and their many fallen soldiers. And so what they did late into the night is they gave those fallen soldiers a proper burial, even reading together scripture lessons. All this 100 years ago this evening. It is also reported that they actually played a game of soccer the next day, they say that, that the Germans won 3-2, to two, but of course there's conflicting reports about that result. Isn't that amazing? All of this going on between enemies? The events of, of that evening and that day have become known as the Christmas truce. After the events took place, there were some of the soldiers who wrote letters back home explaining some of the details of what happened. And let me share with one, one with you tonight. This is one that a British soldier wrote home. At last, I have found the time to answer all your letters. Well, dear, you asked me to let you know what kind of Christmas I had. Well, I never had a merrier one because we were in the trenches, but we were quite happy. Now, what I'm going to tell you will be hard to believe, but it is quite true. There was no firing on Christmas Day, and the Germans were quite friendly with us. They even came over to our trenches and gave us cigars and cigarettes and chocolate, and of course, we gave them things in return. Just after one o'clock on Christmas morning, I was on lookout duty, and one of the Germans wished me good morning and a Merry Christmas. I was never more surprised in my life when daylight came to see them all sitting on top of the trenches, waving their hands and singing to us. 
Just before we came out of the trenches, one of the Germans shouted across to us, keep your heads down, we are just going to fire, and they sent about a dozen bullets flying over the top of our heads. Now who would believe it if they did not see it with their own eyes? It is hard enough for us to believe. The Christmas truce. What a day in history. But eventually, some of the commanders came and saw what was going on, and they were furious that the fighting had ceased, and they ordered it to pick up again, and it did. But how amazing for that short time that those enemies were reconciled. They were at peace with one another. Amazing, really. But as great as as the events are of, of that night and that day, they pale in comparison to another day, another Christmas, the first Christmas. Oh, there were enemies leading up to that day too, and the fighting was very, very fierce. Mankind was God's enemy. Mankind wanted nothing to do with God. And then the incredible happened. Thinking back to the Christmas truce of 1914, I don't know who it was who was the first soldier to cross over into enemy territory, but that could not have been a very easy thing to do, to be the first one to do that. It's exactly what God did for us. He crossed over into enemy territory. The Son of God set aside his heavenly armor He crossed over into enemy territory and he put on the enemy's insignia. We are the enemy and the insignia is our flesh and blood. And that's what we see on Christmas Eve, the Son of God, the baby Jesus. Events that had been planned for a long time traced all the way back to the Garden of Eden even before into all eternity. Now when we think of a truce, Typically, we think of a two-sided agreement. That's not the way that first Christmas worked. We didn't cross over into God's kingdom. He crossed over into ours. We didn't make peace with God. He made peace with us. Going back to the Christmas truce of 1914, there are reports that it lasted more than just a day. There are reports that it lasted for an entire week up until New Year's Day. But the peace that God establishes with us lasts more than that. Because when when God crossed over into enemy territory, when he took on flesh and blood, he took steps to make sure that the peace would last for a long time. In fact, he took steps to make sure the peace would last forever. There's one report going back to the Christmas truce of 1914 of one particular soldier who, as a Christmas gift to the enemies, gave away his helmet as a sign of peace. Now, you just think about the implications of that one, right? The helmet, that was the one thing that that protected him against a fatal shot. And there he is, taking it off his head, giving it to an enemy. Really, he was giving his life. Think about what God did in giving us the gift of his son. Giving us the gift of his life. 
And what a life, what a life it is. The life of Jesus, absolutely perfect. It is true that there are a lot of details we don't know for a great portion of the life of Jesus, the silent years, not recorded for us in Scripture, but one thing we know for certain throughout his entire life, he never sinned even once which is one of the reasons God took on flesh and blood so that he could live a perfect life as he did. And here's where God is so good and gracious. He is so good and gracious because he allows the perfect life of Jesus to count for us. Of course, there's another reason the Son of God took on flesh and blood. It's a passage we all know well. We don't like to hear it, but we know it well. The wages of sin is death. See, the Son of God had to become human so that he could take on flesh and blood and so that he could die. That's the price that had to be paid to save us. His blood had to be shed. And that's the connection, right, between Christmas and Good Friday. That's the connection. But as there was new life in that crib at Christmas, we also know that there was new life in the grave three days after Christ's cross. And that is the reason that I have this scripture lesson for us tonight, on Christmas Eve of all nights. Since we have now been justified by his blood, How much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. I'm sure there was some uneasiness between the British and German troops on that particular occasion. Can I really trust these guys? That is precisely what the devil wants to create in us in regards to our relationship with God too. He wants there to be doubt. We, we know the facts of, of our salvation. We, we know that. And yet maybe there's a little bit of lingering doubt in some of us. Maybe all of us. That's because, well, we're sinners and we know what God's word teaches us about what sin deserves. And then on top of that, you add all of life's frustrations and challenges and sickness and death of loved ones and all those things heap up and they may lead us to wonder, maybe we are not at peace with God. Maybe he still is not at peace with us. God's word destroys those thoughts. And it can all be traced back to the first Christmas. The son of God becoming the son of man as a result becoming our savior and removing the hostility between us and God. And now... God doesn't just refer to us or regard us as former enemies. He doesn't even regard us only as friends. He regards us as his own dearly loved 
family through faith in his son, Jesus. And that's what causes a shift in our hearts from pondering these things in our hearts like Mary did. And and there's the shift that takes place and it turns from pondering personally in our hearts to rejoicing, even bragging about these things with one another out loud. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Well, the Christmas truce of 1914 is a really neat piece of history. That's all it is. It's come and gone. It's a piece of history. But what happened on that first Christmas and beyond, that's something that lasts into eternity. God and sinners reconciled. Surely time to rejoice. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Risen Savior podcast. For more information about our church, check us out online at risensavior.us.